0: Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you once again for this morning. We are grateful unto you for bringing us together. We are here all because of you, to worship you, to praise you, and to hear you speak to us. Lord God, this morning, once again, we want to hear from you. I pray, O Lord, the Father, grant me the utterance. Let me speak nothing but your word. For your word is spirit and life. What you will grant unto me, O Lord, is what will bring about a transformation in our lives. Help me, Lord, this morning, and let your spirit take control. And give us the heart to receive the truth. And as we walk out there, may we walk in your word. And not to bring you the glory that is due you and you alone. Father, I thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This week and next week is all about outreach. And after it is all about our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure as we prepare to go out there and to talk and to share with people, it's about Christ. I ask myself, who is Christ to us? Do we really know Him? Are we really walking in Him? Can we truly testify about Christ? Do we have a testimony? It's because as we go out there, somebody may even ask you, but who is he? Maybe they may be looking at our own lives. What is our testimony? Where we find ourselves? And that is an issue. Because in Galatians chapter 2 the topic is not I but Christ. In Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 Scripture says I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. The life Which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, and gave himself for me. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Can that be our testimony? That as I walk out there, as you walk out there, as people look at us, they look at our lives, we need to tell them it's because it's not I, but Christ who lives in me. And our lives alone is a testimony, is an epistle that people will read. And they will know. It's not what we put a spin on. But people see. And they can see and read for themselves. Who we are. And we are saying that it is not us. Because we've come to the point. Where we truly have surrendered to our Lord Jesus Christ. So the lives that we lead Is not us. But Christ. And this will be very evident even in our homes, where we live, in the marketplace, and even in the church. We don't have to struggle to let people know that Christ lives in us. And he is the one who is at work in us. Without true and complete surrender to Christ, it is still I. And that is not a good testimony. So what do we have to share? And you see, when if this I, this individual, this self, this flesh, has not been completely be taken over by Christ, no amount of polishing. I will still be I. Today, I'm sure that for most of you in all the professions, We have the code of ethics. But that code of ethics doesn't mean anything to I. Whether it's accounting, legal, journalism, public relations, medical, whatever field, we have all the ethics. But they are not working. Because you cannot impose those ethics on a certain nature and expect a certain result, the eye will always prevail until Christ comes in those ethics remain on paper you can try and try it is just on the shelves we have lost I mean let's look at Romans chapter 8 verse 3 Romans chapter 8 verse 3 it says for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. What the scripture is saying is that law cannot even deal with the flesh. The laws that will make whether they are from district assembly, parliament, house, wherever those laws are coming from, he says, for what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh. No matter the laws that will make, this flesh and this eye is stubborn. No amount of decoration, no amount of painting, except Christ comes in. That is the only situation where you see a new nature, a new life, new resource. And this morning, that's what we're talking Not I. The I should be completely subdued and let Christ reign. You take our own nation. We have a procurement law. I'm sure most of you have had the opportunity to work with the procurement law. This was one law even the World Bank helped the nation to put it together but close to I think since 2004 to date regime after regime everybody talks about it the reason is that the people behind the implementation of that law will say it's still I until Christ is formed in them The value is still the same. Whether it's NBC, MPP, that procurement law, whether it was the white man who put it, it doesn't change. Until Christ is formed in those who handle procurement at the entity level, at the ministerial level, at the central tender board, it's still the same. we get in nowhere. But I believe that if those who are put there, Christ is truly formed in them. You see, with such, such people, you don't even need a law. Fairness is fairness. Justice is justice. But the man who is I, he needs a law to tell him that it is love, is not law or it's not lawful. And this morning that is what we are talking about. Not I. But Christ. Do we have that testimony? So that as we go out there to evangelize, the evangelism is about Christ crucified. So in Galatians chapter 2 verse 26, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. If Christ lives in me, it will be evident my speech, my conduct, my life, what comes out of me will show that this man indeed is a man who Christ has been formed in him. So until or unless there is an encounter with Christ and because people are living in the same realm of I and their own personal nature, that nature As we say, it is nature. They were asking, this is my nature. That nature, whether it is learning or Agbada, is still that nature. That nature, whether it is Coscott or not, it is still that nature. That nature, whether it has been to Harvard, Cornell, Legon, Tech, it is still that nature. That nature, whether it has been to a seminary school, PhD, or master's in theology, it is still I. Until Christ comes in, don't expect any other results. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, God made us in his own image. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and have dominion. Our image and our likeness. But when Satan came in from Genesis chapter 3 it changed the story. So in Genesis 3 verse 8 Adam decided to hide himself. Man had to hide from God. No contact. Running away from God no influence of God no direction from God new life something else has taken over the eye in verse 10 of the same Genesis chapter 3 in the garden first man was hiding verse 10 he was afraid of God verse 12 blame game, the woman you gave me. So today all of us, when something happens, we run to blame somebody. We must accuse somebody because that's a new nature we have acquired as a result of sin. In verse 23 24 in the same Genesis chapter 3 what happened? God sent man out of the garden. No covering. That is what it meant. And today, if we need to tell somebody about Christ, we're telling that individual, when Christ comes in, there is no fear. No need to hide from God. Your glory is restored. And you can live and function as a normal human being. Created by God truly in His own image. In Genesis chapter 4, from verse 6 to 8, you see Cain and Abel, jealousy, envy, all of these now sets in. Murder, so He will kill His brother because that old man, who is now the eye, is at work. Until Christ comes in. I will continue to work. I will snub people. I want things for themselves. I am selfish. Sometimes we think they are not there. It is waiting for each season. That is where you may not know the man, but the day he takes out the position, you see that fruit of greediness. Coming forth, and you are saying, Where did it come from? It was there because it is part of the eye until it is replaced by Christ. Another day, when the opportunity comes, in another season, another fruit is produced. It's like a factory with a certain production line producing a certain fruit. Let's go to Genesis chapter 5, verse 19 to 21 you will see the kind of fruits that the eye produces. Uh, sorry, uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5, sorry. You can see the eye. It says they are evidence. It's all there. It's because of the eye. It is only when Christ comes in, when that individual has had an encounter, and Christ has taken over that life, and it's been taken to the cross, that old ragged cross. It is only at that point that when the I is no more in control, but Christ is sitting on the throne of our hearts, then I can truly say that it is no more I, but Christ who lives in me. When we get to that point, when we are at a point where we have surrendered our lives to Christ, that man becomes a new man. Because it's no more than nature which produces anger. It is no more than nature which produces bitterness. It's no more than nature that tells lies. It's no more than nature that is full of deceit. Is no more than nature, which is so disingenuous. But Christ, it is only when we get there that life will become more profitable. Until we we'll get there, cheating, because a certain nature produces that. That is why I said, you can even send that man. To a seminary. If that seminary doesn't touch life, he will come back and be full of knowledge, but without anything touching that nature. So, somebody can even preach a very sound doctrine, sound teaching, but if that life has not been touched, you won't see godliness. It is not automatic there must be an intentional and a conscious effort to deal with this I and to allow Christ to have preeminence. Otherwise, that same individual will still be the same. Until and unless we've been to the cross and there has been an exchange of life where the I has been subdued, and Christ has been allowed to take over that life no matter what you do. All the laws can come. All the educations. You may go through Lagon, Harvard, Cornell, the best universities. He's still I. That I is still I. But I pray that our Lord Jesus Christ, when the truth comes to us, and when you really mean business, And to have a change in life, you allow Christ to take over that life. It is only when that is done, when that is not done. And brethren, it is different from just saying a church attendance. It's not the same. Because I'm sure there are many of us who may be in church, but I speaks. I act. I controls. I prevails. I will insult. I will cheat. I will assault. I will beat up his wife. Or even could be the other way around. I can do anything because the I left God. When God came. He ran away. I doesn't know God. I has been driven away from the garden unless Christ comes in. And begin to walk and know God. Nothing will happen. So it's an issue of not I anymore, but Christ. So, brethren, we can go. When we go, you can even as you are sitting begin to look at yourself. So me. As I sit, me sitting here and this me who I am. There are certain things that this person does. Me sitting here, the things that I do, that are contrary to godliness. It's because I carry a certain personality. And until that personality is subdued, is dead, is crucified, it will reign. And sometimes this eye can be an embarrassment. <laughs> because I'm sure after we've done, eye has done certain things. You look at yourself and you say, oh, so how did I do this? And you see, like I said, sometimes we don't even know that the eye is there. But like I said, it's a production line. And that Mr. Iniquity, he decides on what to produce in his due time. Sometimes we may not even be conscious. I give my own testimony. I remember when I was doing my national service at the age of 25, teaching at the Institute of Journalism during the exam period. Some of the masters would not come, and I was the only one supervising the whole examination. I think I got to a point I became so angry, and that anger took me to another level. (laughs) And that day examination came to a halt for the whole day, because I was at work. (laughs) It was the day I saw that there was a certain eye in me. That there was a certain anger. I had never experienced it. That is why I'm saying. That nature is in all of us. When the due season comes. There will be a manifestation. It was that day that I saw that me too. I can be very angry. But thanks be to God. Now I have to be intentional. To kill this anger. Because if that is not done it can embarrass you. So not I, but who? Christ. Not I, but who? Would we allow Christ? If only. Is it because who is I? It is full of arrogance. I is full of pride, haughtiness, greed, cheating, I will kill. I when you put I in charge and a budgetary provision has been made, I alone will take the whole budget. Because it is I at work. I remember when we went to twenty sixteen to a crusade in Aregu, somebody said, Ah, but this DC even the work was not done, but they sent, they said, the oh, pressure from a crowd they should send that the work has been done. So, what do we do? That is I. I haven't done the work, but you will take all the money. Why have we polluted all our waters? I mean, when you see the, the rivers we've polluted on the screens, I will ask myself if truly that town has it got a, a chief, a traditional chief? an MP, a DCE, another other political leaders, do you think if Christ is in them, they will pollute the water? But that I in them is so greedy for money. So whether people will drink mud water, muddy water or not, it doesn't worry them. It is only when the day comes, when all the people will put in charge, Their lives have been transformed and Christ is in them. That is the only day that will feel for one another. That will think about the other person. So evangelism is good. Telling people about Christ is good. More important, and I'm talking about not a person who just proclaims or declares or can spell the name Jesus Christ, but the person whose life has been transformed. The person who can say that, it is not I who is at work, but Christ at work. Those are the people that we need. If they are in short supply, then we have a lot of work to do. If the people whose lives, Christ has been transformed, are not in the homes... They are not in the families, if they are not in the government departments, if they are not in the ministries, not even in the military, not in the police service, not at the president's, if they are not there, nothing will change. Unless Christ comes, it's still the same. We need to evangelize. We need to let people tell the truth. Because you see, when Christ comes in, Christ will not convert all the things that people are converting. Because Christ knows that he's on this earth for a short moment. Christ knows you and I, if truly Christ is in us. You know that we are strangers. You know that we are strangers here. And very soon we will live. So we won't steal and put the treasure here. Because we think we are going to live here for long. The time is coming. Each one of us will go. So why the accumulation of wealth? Especially when it's through, it's through, you know, so dishonest means but when Christ is not in it, I will do anything. He will do it and then we too, when we see them, we we'll give them honor and respect. We don't even know where the money is coming from. But they are the people we give funds to. So we encourage them, including even the women. You don't even know where your husband brought the money for Yours is that why he's brought the money. means someone will be dressed, no fine. Is that not what we do? As for where daddy brought the money from, we do it in Fire. But let's pray that all daddies will have Christ formed in them. So that what daddy brings home, we know it is genuine, it is honest. And that is what brings blessings. Let's look, we'll come back. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 17, I think verse 11. Jeremiah seventeen verse eleven. He says, As a portrait that broods but does not hatch, so is he who gets riches but not lay by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days, and at his end he will be a fool. This is just by the way, but it's enough food for thought. How we make the money. I make any money. You see, they, they will tell you the end justifies the means. They alone have done political science. But Christ. If Christ lives in us. His blessings are forever. Generations after generations. So as we evangelize. Let us know that the weaknesses that we have is to put away I and let Christ reign. When Christ comes in, that life is so sweet. It's full of love. It's full of compassion. It's full of care. Love, Christ's love, will not pollute the rivers the way we are polluting it. I mean, it doesn't even seem to bother us when water and sewage says that 60% of the rivers have been polluted and not drinkable. Have you sat down to reflect? If you say we have to import water, can we import water? But that's what we are living with. But it's as if there is nobody to speak. Because I want to be. Make so much money. And the other day I heard a Chinese ambassador speaking. He was virtually insulting us. I don't know how many of you heard this interview. He said, who gave the Chinese who came the uh, visa at the airport? He said, it was not the Chinese government. Your immigration people give it to them. He said, who showed them where the mines are? The took them there. The chief who sits there, he is not a Chinese. He was insulting us, but that is where we have come to. So strangers are detecting and dealing with us the way they are because we have allowed I. There is no fear of God, but may we be serious in our evangelism and reach out and let people know the truth. That is the only way you and I can be free in our own land. Because when Christ comes in, there is love. If Christ comes into the individual's life, there will be victory. We can now call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that name is powerful enough to speak for us. Today, we are in a land, every small thing, people are running to the shrines and not to church because we haven't evangelized enough. You have an issue with somebody, he says, If you don't tell me the truth, I'm taking you to a shrine, not to church. Somebody wants power, any position, he's going to a god or a shrine. Not to seek the face of God. Because we haven't evangelized them. So he doesn't know Christ. But as we evangelize. People begin to know. There is a man called Jesus Christ. And when he comes into our life. Our life shall be victorious. When we evangelize and people know Christ. We begin to see the value of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that blood will speak. For men and women. When we evangelize and Christ is in us, our affection will be for things above, not for things on earth. People prepared for the journey of going to heaven and know that Christ is coming again. I don't know the focus of evangelism why you want to reach out to somebody. But if you yourself can say that it is not I, they may ask about you, brother or sister, I see a certain aroma about you. There's a certain fragrance on your life. We should be bold to tell them, it's not I, but Christ who lives in me. Then the person will ask you, who is this Jesus Christ? He is the Son of God. Who on that old ragged cross was crucified? Took my sins and your sins away. Today there is a new life. And when I call on that name, when the enemy comes around and I call on that name, Christ is there. I no longer walk in darkness. And that person will begin to know that all he needs It just may be a couple of trousers. Life in Christ will make all the difference. Today, if there's anybody here who doesn't know Christ, you may be struggling. It may be in your personal life. The reason that you've tried to live the life of your own. You think on your own without Christ, you can make it. But there is somebody called Jesus Christ. Some anger, some heaviness, some bitterness, some, something that you, are, you cannot deal with. Christ will make the difference. He is standing at the door knocking. If only, if only, we'll open our hearts. You see, because that issue, you cannot deal with it on your own. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 11, Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. Verse 11. You see, those issues of the flesh that some of us are struggling with, there had to be a certain circumcision by Christ. He said, In Him you were also circumcised with circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sense of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Some lust, some wealthiness, some issues that we are dealing with, it's only Christ. When Christ comes in, your life, my life, will be different. We may be running around Seminars, programs, but if it's done minus Christ, it's a waste of time. Until Christ is the focus and we have truly encountered Christ, it's not just a mere lip service that, oh, I go to church, just mention Christ. We even say that, oh, it's by grace, when really it has been I by no grace. But if truly, We've encountered Christ. And Christ lives in us. Our lives will be sweet. Our lives will be different. Today Jesus says he wants to come into your life. If there is anybody here who for whatever reason. You have not encountered our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who crosses crisis. Whatever crisis that you are going through. Christ is the only one who can bring it to an end. Christ is calling somebody today. Will you humble yourself? Will you be truthful to yourself? And allow Christ. Say, Lord, I've been sinning. Struggling with sin. But unless it's taken up to the cross, unless it's been crucified, I'm getting nowhere. Today, if you are searched, you may want to say after me, the Lord Jesus. I'm struggling in life, struggling in my members. But I've come to the point that the I has even become an embarrassment. But today I want there to be a release. Knowing that the wages of sin is death and this sinful life is not taking me anywhere. But Christ loves me. If only I will surrender. Christ will get me to rewrite my story. And it will all happen at the cross. If today you can come to the cross and the light of Christ shines in your life, all the burdens shall be rolled away. By faith, you receive your sight. That spiritual blindness, that dullness of the heart, that dullness of the ear will go away. Would you like to respond to this call this morning at the cross? Where I first saw the, light. the light of Christ is shining. Let your burdens be rolled away today. Death there you will meet there you will meet our Lord Jesus Christ you receive your sight there your happiness will start your thing is the money or something making you happy Christ is the one who put that joy in your heart if only you take it to the cross Shall we please rise? And the of my heart roll away. Today you may want to rededicate your life to Christ. You may have said you've given your life to Christ. But you are still struggling. But today, the light of our Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the gospel, the Lord now. Begin to rededicate your life to Christ at this moment. The cross. I receive. If there's any spiritual blindness, it is at the cross where you and I receive our light. If there's any stubbornness, disobedience, God says, if you bring it to the cross, ah, you receive your sight. Then we can tell our story to people. Because it's no more I, but Christ who lives in me. Today, Lord Jesus Christ, we are declaring and confessing once again that there is no more I. Christ, take your eminent position in our lives. We surrender all unto you, our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to walk a victorious walk in you, Lord. We want to walk triumphantly in you, O Lord. Today, take over our lives. Take over our lives, Lord Jesus Christ. At the cross. There I receive my sight. Thank you.